Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Quizlet. I am your host, Rebecca Watson, and Kiesel Jensen is not here this week because he is off doing dad things, apparently. That's a thing sometimes he has to do, dad things. So in his place, we got noted comedian Inquisitron regular, <laughs> Justin Robert Young. Hey, yeah, Justin. no one's going to say different. Nope. You're a comedian in my book. <laughs> well, thank you. It's always a blast to be on here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Uh, we were just saying that I haven't seen you in a long time. Yeah. You've been, uh, you've been cruising around the world doing awesome things, and you've only just made it back to our little corner of the world. What have you been up to? We did. Yeah. We, well, we went to Italy. We went to Rome and then Sicily, and so it was kind of like a little two-week uh a two week trip. I'm bad. I'm bad about this though, Rebecca. Like I, I really want to come home after a week. Always, no matter yeah. where we're going and no matter how much fun I'm having, no matter how much I know this is like enriching to my life. Mm-hmm. If like, if you were to say, okay, look, we could, the universe could invent an emergency that brought you back home before you were supposed to go. Uh, and it wouldn't cost, a lot of money <laughs> and it wouldn't <laughs> take away all these things that you've already paid for. Like mm-hmm, how, mm-hmm. like what would you be willing? Like a family member dying? Like, I don't know. Maybe that's too far, but <laughs> I would say sub far. that. Yeah. Like maybe an illness, like where they get better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you could just not go on vacation for that long. Oh, uh, well, but okay. But then, okay. So <laughs> yes. And then you have the thing where, you're planning a vacation. You look at how long it takes to get somewhere. Right. And then you're like, oh, really? I'm going to be there for four days. Right. No, um, we're going to, if we're there, we might as well extend it for the other couple days. And, and no matter what, we, we end up having a good time, but there is just a point where I think my patience sort of, sort of wears thin. And there were, there were some, you know, there's not a lot of bars out in Italy. Really? Rebecca. Well, <laughs> There's, well, there's cafes. cafes. There's yeah. cafes, but there's not a lot of like just temples where you just enjoy drinking. <laughs> there's a lot of those here. I like those. Are there no like you, you can't just go to a cafe and have you like, can, but there's a drink? the cafeness of it all, right? Yeah, I mean, like, it's not the same. Like, yeah, like you can get a beer at some movie theaters. It doesn't mean that you should <laughs> and you should want to do it, right? Uh it's That's just, my local. My local is the theater. I go and meet really? people there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I like to go. I like to go to the opera and and just you know, I have, I have a drink and then as yeah. they filter back in, I just hang back. Yeah, crack open a cold one with the boys in the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, it was it was okay. Although this was horrifying and unforgivable, and I know that you will have the same reaction that I did. We were at a hotel in Saracusa that is in the south east of sicily mm-hmm. and we're at a hotel because we'd stayed at a lot of like airbnbs and and a family uh, we had a family connection out in sicily so we were staying in a lot of non-traditional we're like no you want to know what? we're on vacation let's go to a hotel yeah so we do hotel has a lobby bar Perfect. nobody ever manned that bar no <laughs> Just exactly. an empty bar just an empty bar Continue. and now you could get a drink but you had to go to the lobby and say, I would like a drink. And they would summon somebody up 
to go no. serve you a drink. This no. is this is my 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 one argument for tipping culture. I'll guarantee you right. that if tipping were a thing, somebody would be somebody there would to be just there. be chain feeding me drinks at <laughs> eight p.m. on a Saturday night, which is all I wanted in life. Yeah, that's uh, that makes me rethink everything about Italy and whether I would ever <laughs> want to go there. <laughs> Apparently, it's it, it's the same thing in like France and stuff like that. But uh, I guess in terms of bars, and there were bars, there were a few of them, but. Uh, in terms of like that idea of like a bar, I, I, I've I've come to realize now between traveling to non UK Europe and yeah. Japan that that's you, really you don't have like, to say that anymore since Brexit, right? Like, well, yeah, I mean, I, I, all I mean is like culturally that it was like a, like that's like a pub culture thing that yeah. we kind of perfected in America. I I'd agree with that, um, and it, it didn't really occur to me when I was in. France. I spent a couple of weeks in France many years ago, and I, I don't think I did ever go into a bar in France. But it was mostly like we did some camping in the south of France, so a lot of it was buying a bottle of wine and just like hanging out on the beach. So, yeah. you know, I couldn't really complain. <laughs> no, I mean, and that's the thing is ultimately that's really what I did. In fact, that night with the with the bar, uh, when there was nobody at a lobby bar at 8 p.m., uh, I they they finally got a guy up there. And I'm just like, just sell me a bottle because I'm not I'm certainly not going to have a drink and then come back and ask you to, right. you know, come back up from where, wherever you're playing uh, words with friends on your phone or wherever they call that in Italian. Uh, they come up and give me another glass of wine. Like, yeah. just give me the bottle. We're yeah. going smart. You know, the the thought I I have the same I have, I'm currently having the same issue that you're talking about, where if you're going to be in if you're going to be traveling for a long time, you want to stay there longer. Yeah. Uh, I've been trying to squeeze in a trip to the East coast to see my family, but we, my boyfriend and I just like, we have so much else going on this summer that we can't find a, a week when we can do it. Do I want to spend a week with my family? Absolutely not. But yeah. if we're going to be in Philly to see my family, then we can just hop on up to New York or Boston or, you know, a city that I enjoy being in. Um, <laughs> and, you know, so it's like we could fly out there for the weekend, but it's just even just going to the East Coast seems like such a long way to go for two days. Yeah, you really West Coast to East Coast uh, kind of suck. The only thing that's good about it is that coming back, it will not suck as much. Yeah, it is easier coming back. But here's the thing. I wonder, like, is that some sort of logical fallacy it seems like it should be like a you know like a gambler's fallacy or something where you, if you've invested x amount into the trip to get to a place you feel you have to spend even more time there even if you don't want to it's like you're not helping yourself no you're not although i will say so i literally just did this uh, uh trip out east a couple months ago to to my alma mater of Syracuse for a, an alumni thing, and uh, I I did the worst flight, the worst flight from where from where we live, which is the red eye, uh, going out east. Yeah, I've like, I've taken that a lot actually. It's awful. It's Nothing bad. is worse. Although I did kind of, I, I did crack a little bit of a pro gamer strat on <laughs> on that, which is a layover is actually kind of in your favor 
on a red eye going west to east. Why is that? Because the biggest thing that fucks you up is when you go straight out, right? It's never really long enough to get a decent night's sleep. Yeah. Even if you are like ready to go to sleep from the second that you get on the plane, the the flight to cross the country, if you're literally going coast to coast. It's like five hours. It's like five hours. So by the time that you're settled in, you know, you get to sleep, you're always getting shitty plane sleep. And then they're waking you up and rustling you up as the plane is descending and everything. So it's like, even if you went the full time, you're getting less than a, a decent night's sleep with the caveat that is also bad. But if you get a layover, then effectively you just kind of get two naps. <laughs> like, so you get longer actually sleeping. Yeah. Uh, okay. And you can, you know, nap out at, at, at you know, whatever in, in, in the airport where in Chicago where you're like laying over. Uh, mm. But I actually found it better, although it still was awful. It still is awful. Yeah, and I'm not good at sleeping on airplanes, so I feel like for me that might not be a hack. Oh, God, yeah. Well, that was something that was like beat into me traveling for business. Like when you're yeah. traveling for business and you're on a flight all the time, like it is – you will learn to sleep on a plane just through sheer I, I don't know. Like I, I – Obviously, I did not travel as much as you used to, uh, but I was, you know, I was traveling once every few weeks or so. And yeah, I just, I'm not good at it because I want to watch all the movies and <laughs> <laughs> listen to music. No, stuff. see, that's, that's, that's where, that's where traveling once or twice a week and you now yeah. know, you know, exact. <laughs> I have never heard a word. Of the Kevin, the, the Kevin James becomes a MMA fighter comedy. Here comes the boom. But I can explain to you the entire plot because I watched it silently over people's shoulders uh, so many times because for whatever reason, that was just on. Is that a real movie? Indeed, it is. Indeed, it is. Uh but yeah, uh, so at a certain point, the novelty wears off, and yeah, literally you and are just, just forced. It is. It is just like no. the The point of me being on a plane is fast forwarding to after I'm on. A plane. <laughs> right. It is. It's a form of time travel, really. Oh God, yeah. I mean, that's why I sometimes take drugs on planes. <laughs> like that helps. But oh Jesus, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Is it illegal to admit? How many times I've smoked weed in the bathroom? Of, I mean, uh, what are they going to do? <laughs> yeah. No, the only person to ever narc on me was was my wife Ashley. <laughs> walked, really? walked into the bathroom after me and was like, "Are you smoking? Are you are you vaping weed on this plane?" That's the one like, thing they say you can't do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, come on, whatever. Uh, I think we I think we got upgraded though. So it's like, I mean, like, what else are you going to do in the first class bathroom? Yeah, no, I mean, I think you are morally obligated to vape in the first class. Yeah, and I wasn't like, it wasn't like I was doing, you know, I wasn't some 12-year-old on TikTok doing like, you know, vaporing (laughs) tricks or anything. Like, it was just a little, uh, it was was, was just a a discreet uh, pick-me-up. Yeah, no, I get it. I forgive you. Did she did she narc you out to the to the No, she attendant? just sternly looked at me and it was uh. like an uncomfortable moment. But luckily I was high, so it didn't bother me all that much. Oh yeah, you're like whatever. Yeah. I'm like, all right, that's, what a funny story. I should remember this for a podcast. Perfect. Uh so Justin, uh the Quizlet, of course, is where I ask a question, a Quizotron esque question of you. 
Yes. And then uh, we talk about it a little bit. Are you ready? I am. I am. Here we go. A new study finds that fish can form an emotional attachment to what? Oh. Man. All right. So. This is a good one. This is a real one, right? This is not like you're I did not, not this up. Okay. I did not make this up. This is real science. Okay. Hashtag. So in like I would guess it's something like a color, right? But have you ever owned a fish? I have, yeah. As as a as a youth, I owned a I owned two beta fish that we uh, named love them. Cable and Havoc because uh. we were comic book nerds. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Did they did they live a long time and did they have a personality? The they did have a personality and uh when my stepdad was first dating my mom, he did two things that delighted uh me and my little brother and really just warmed warmed himself to us immediately, which was uh he took a napkin and made it burp once, which was one of the funniest <laughs> things that I've ever seen in my life. And then with the fish, he took a hot dog and hung it over and just put it over the tank. And like our own personal SeaWorld, Havoc what? jumped up and, and took a... I don't know if he ever bit the the <laughs> hot dog, but it looked like he was trying his best. That's amazing. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know you could make beta fish do that. Uh, neither did I. And, and and I don't know whether that was just a thing with ours or, or whether – I mean I'm sure everybody listening to this that owns a betta fish, uh, go and get a hot dog. It is the summer <laughs> season after all. Uh, and I I used to have betta fish and uh, they definitely – I feel like um, betta fish can recognize their owners or at least the person who feeds them most yeah. often. And they definitely seem to perk up around them. So uh, that was my first hint that fish could have – personalities so yeah. yeah in in this case i'll tell you that it it was a study on the central american convict cichlid okay in case that helps oh of course jesus <laughs> now it's crystal guess. clear yeah yeah they found that they could form an emotional attachment to what oh shit <laughs> um an emotional attachment to I'll, I'll I'll go and say I'll, I'll say people that it can form an emotional attachment to humans. No, I damn it. I didn't mean to throw you off the scent with my story about beta fish yeah, recognizing that's fine. You know, uh, no, they found that they can form an emotional attachment to their mates, their partners. Oh, uh, was yeah. that like at was that at uh, de- is that debated? <laughs> I wouldn't have thought that that was a controversial element of fish science. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I think the idea that fish can form any kind of emotional attachment to anything is hotly debated. You know, a lot of people think of them as not really being much more than a, you know, a plant that swims around. <laughs> well, but I, I guess that just brings us back to like, what is emotional attachment? I'm like, glad you asked. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, th- that was my question as well. Um, so I read up on the study and uh, it- it's pretty cool. They found that the- their partners, uh, female fish, female cichlids that don't have their mates around 
took, <laughs> this is a direct quote from a Guardian piece about this study, took a gloomier view of the world and were measurably more pessimistic. What? So, yeah. So in this case, uh, the idea of an emotional attachment, it just means uh, they're happier when their mate is around and they're sad when their mate isn't around. They're sad or in this case, pessimistic. And it is. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, how does that even get measured? <laughs> I'm glad I, you asked. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, like what? Did, did they have them uh, sit down for a focus group? <laughs> yeah. They, they had a tiny little conference room underwater in an aquarium. <laughs> uh, so what they did was. Uh, they had some cichlids that they kept in tanks. And first they had the female cichlids choose a mate. They would put uh, a male cichlid on either side of their tank, like in their own separate containers, and see which one that the female would cozy up to. And then they trained the females to find food in little containers that they put in their tanks. And the containers either had a white lid and there was food inside or a black lid with no food inside. And the fish were able to flip the lids open in order to get into the container. And so after giving them these containers for, you know, over the course of many trials, eventually the females were able to figure out that white lid equals food and black lid equals no food. So here comes the experiment. <laughs> they gave them containers with gray lids they reasoned that an optimistic fish would immediately flip the container open in the hope that there's food inside, while a pessimistic fish would not bother or at least <laughs> would hesitate. Yeah. And so then they let the female cichlids access the gray-lidded uh, containers while either their chosen mate was present or if he wasn't present. And sure enough, they found that when the chosen mate was not present, the females generally just wouldn't bother. They would hesitate for a lot longer before checking out the container. So that's why they think that they have an emotional attachment and they get pessimistic about their world when their mate isn't there. You know, having done Quizitron <laughs> so many times and having listened to some studies which are absolutely <laughs> batshit stupid mm -hmm. i'm actually kind of sold on this like, yeah. it seems this seems like like they sold me on fish are optimistic or pessimistic yeah yeah like fish can get depressed i think i guess so and you know i mean you can see that with beta fish like beta fish that they, that are kept in those tiny little glass bowls at peco or in the little cups uh, yeah. You know, they get very droopy looking and their colors dull. And once you put them in a an appropriate tank and give them good food, they perk right up. Yeah, I guess that's that's a that's a real weird thing, because if man, I don't know, I don't even know how to wrap my I, I guess part of me thinks that there is really just no such thing as emotion emotional responses in all of animals or maybe us really and like <laughs> we are all just constantly responding to the world around us right well, yeah and, and it, it does make you stop and consider you know we can go about our day-to-day -day lives implicitly believing that humans have this special ability to have to manifest emotions and love yeah. for instance 
but is are these cichlids in love? Like maybe, maybe there's I mean, it's a similar thing that's happening to them. Because you know these cichlids are like you know writing their like four hundred word tributes to their chosen mates on Facebook on their birthday. Absolutely. Right? Like, <laughs> You know, like I would be lost. I don't know. But when I met you, I could barely open a gray container. And now I go there without hesitation. Love you, boo. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's also, it's something that is of particular interest to me because I eat fish, but I don't eat other animals. Um, and part of that is because I view fish as being, uh, you know, closer to bugs than to sure, my yeah. dog, you know. Uh, but the more we research fish, the more we find out how smart they are and how emotionally and psychologically complex they are. I mean, a lot of this does just come back to human arrogance, right? That we're yeah. constantly like, oh, well, these things aren't and these things are. And everything's <laughs> in relation to our ideas of ourselves, which are basically like mini gods yeah. that are that are in, totally in control of our world and totally in control and can create and, and destroy. And and we're not just like, you know, a, a different version of a beta fish. I mean, we literally really excited. we literally made up our own gods that look exactly like us. <laughs> like every, pretty much every culture. <laughs> as a god that looks pretty much like a human you know i yeah although i don't know man i went to uh, uh this this church in rome that was a former mithraic temple that are Ooh. like that that was like a bull oh that's cool <laughs> so it definitely looked like weird other stuff all right that's but, fair yeah there were some some but mostly stuff. now yeah mostly now it's like yeah just different flavors of like oh look we're god aren't we great <laughs> made in his image <laughs> but yeah, maybe God is a is a cichlid. That's the yeah. That, that was that's the be, finding of this. That's going to be my country song. <laughs> God is a cichlid. Well, I think ever since um, Old Town Road came out, country is <laughs> wide open. <laughs> Country's back. It's yeah. back. <laughs> you could do anything with country. Exactly. So yeah. Um, that's all I've got on that, but it's really it's really fun research, and I will include a link to uh to the paper in the notes page down, like in your podcasting app. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how podcasts work. Wherever you get words, <laughs> yeah, that's where it'll be exactly. And you know what else will be there is uh, a link to tickets to our next live show. Uh, Quizertron's live show is going to be. Friday, June 28th at Piano Fight in San Francisco. We've got Julia Wild of Discovery Channel's D News. We have Kat Bobino, returning champion, uh, stand up comedian Johnny Taylor, and Keith L. Jensen will be finished doing dad stuff by that point. So he, <laughs> he will be back, unfortunately, for Justin. We, uh, yeah. Sorry. But don't worry, I'll be there the next night for my own live show. Oh my the 29th. goodness. Is that yeah, politics, the, politics, politics? Indeed. Uh, it'll be right after the debates uh, that are happening. The first debates are happening in Miami the two nights before. 
and then we will make fun of everything that happened as well as other debates throughout history at uh, my live show. And you can get uh, the tickets at the Piano Fight Theater, probably the same room, actually, <laughs> uh, uh, at 7 o'clock on Saturday night, bit.ly slash PX number 3 June. And uh, uh, this is a great weekend to be out in San Francisco Seriously. because it's Pride weekend. So uh, yeah. come on out. See both shows. It'll be a great time. Uh, and I will also include a link to Justin's show in the notes. So if you can find them, there's a lot of good stuff there for you. Uh, also, we are um, not quite done yet. In a minute, we are going to do a second bonus question. And that is going to be available only for our patrons. And you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash quizotron. And then you can, you can hear what's next. But in the meanwhile, Justin, why don't you tell people where they can find you other than your politics, politics, politics show? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. You can sign up for my free political newsletter at freepoliticalnewsletter.com. <laughs> Five stories a day. Five days a week, really quick read. Uh, I swear to God, it's mostly gifts. Like, so right. you can be functionally illiterate and understand <laughs> what's happening in our modern political world. That is right up my alley. I'm going to go sign oh, up yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, thank you so much for being here. Thank you.